0: You are good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Salvation and glory, honor and power. He is wonderful. I'm gonna put it like this as well. Hallelujah! Salvation and glory, honor and power. He is number one foe he is number one the foe see he's not just wonderful W-O-N, because he won but he is wonderful number mm. because he is the number one reason why I'm able to stand before you today he is the number one reason why I'm able to say that I'm saved he is the number one reason why I'm able to You see, we won, we win because he won. (laughs) You see, we win because he won. (laughs) We win because he won. We win because he won. That's why I can wake up every morning and say, he's a wonder in my soul, amen. Merry day after Christmas. (laughs) about you, but I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. And see, it's the day after Christmas, and I know what I got for Christmas. And so I had to come in here and thank God for what I got for Christmas. And I'm not talking about the things that was under a tree for me. I'm not talking about the things that was wrapped in the present with my name on it. What I'm talking about, I'm talking about that babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. Oh, I thank God for what I got for Christmas. You know, it's not every year that we're able to come in a day after Christmas and thank God for what we got for Christmas. You see, most years it's the day before. It's a few days before, but we were able to come in today and thank God. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Mm Amen. Mm-mm-mm. I thank God for another opportunity to be able to stand behind this sacred desk and deliver the word and I praise God for, for Bishop and Lady Watts and for their love and their leadership. And I thank God for each and every one of you. The word was read into your hearing this morning Isaiah 9, verses 1 through 7. Um, I'm just going to read, for the sake of time, I'm just going to read what is the key verse of this scripture. I'm going to read verse number 6. The Bible reads on this wise from the New King James Version. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. And the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for preaching time. And Lord, as I stand behind this desk, hide me behind the cross. Lord, let when the people who are in the sanctuary, on YouTube or Facebook, when they look at me, let them not see me, but let them see you. Let them see your power. Let the words of my mouth, meditation of my heart, be accepted in thy sight. Lord, my strength and my redeemer. This is your servant's prayer. Amen. If I had to tag today's sermon with a title, I would tag it this way what we got for Christmas, what we got for Christmas. You know, um, as as I pondered this word and as I thought about what the Lord was speaking to me in Isaiah 9, I thought about the fact that we have so commercialized Christmas and even Christians have fallen into the trap that when they, when they wake up on the 26th and think about what they got on the 25th, even so many of us fail to recognize what the truth gift was. You know, our kids, they think about, you know, many of, the, many of our kids woke up this morning and the first thing they wanted to do was go play that PlayStation 5, that Xbox One, play with that new doll they got, that new fire truck. And grown-ups don't think, don't think we're excused. Many of us gets, uh, got up this morning wondering if that outfit that we bought, that was bought for us was going to fit. Some of us even try some of that stuff on. Some of us may, may even be wearing <laughs> something that was bought for us right now. We have so commercialized this day that we have not taken full stock of what it was we really received. We come to church on Christmas Eve, and we, we, we are told, you know, about the nativity story. We sing songs, and even after doing all of that, we go home, and on Christmas Day, so often, we still don't take full stock of what was really given to us. We opened up our gifts and some of the gifts we have make us laugh. Some of the gifts we got brings us joy. Some of the gifts we got makes us cry. My daughter, Nyasa is a brand new mom, and her sister had this great idea to buy this book. And in this book, I verse a had a bunch of pictures chronicling Nayana's first year of life, because she's gonna be a year old January 21st. And so she had pictures from the day that she was born all the way up until just a, a few days ago. And Nyasa opened up that book and she boo-hoo ugly cried. So again, some of these gifts brings us joy and makes us cry, even tears of joy. Then we eat a well-prepared meal. Some of us have prime rib. Some like to have a Christmas ham. Some do a Thanksgiving part two. We eat cookies. Even the ones we left for Santa, that Santa didn't eat because Santa Claus is not real. We sip our eggnog. We go into a carb coma. We wake up on the 26th and once again, we still have not taken full account or accurate inventory for what it is we really received. And so as I, as I, as I continue to pardon this word, uh, the Lord was speaking to me and said, you know, when you preach this, this is what I want you to tell my people, remind my people what it was that they really received on Christmas. And so I have five gifts that I wanna share with you today, five being the number of grace, and we all know that Jesus represents God's most awesome gift of grace. So I'm gonna leave you with five gifts today about what we got for Christmas. Christmas sent us a hero. Number one, Christmas sent us a hero. Now we can tell from, you know, the Spider Man opening that the world loves a hero. Even in the midst of Omicron, ravaging hospitals and spreading like wildfire. People still went to the movies, and Spider-Man was the third highest grossing movie in the history of the world in the midst of crime, New York City is breaking records daily with virus cases, and in the midst of that, Spider-Man is breaking records. Why? Because the world loves a hero. Well, let me tell you something, my brother and my sisters. Christmas gave us the greatest hero. (laughs) You see, without Christmas, we will not have the right to the tree of life. Without Christmas, We will not be able to walk in his marvelous light. We will still be living in darkness. Without Christmas, we will not have the hope of the future, but our future will not be, will be not looked forward to like we look forward to as we do today because it is because of Christ, it is because of Jesus that we have hope. It is because of Jesus that we have life and have it more abundantly. Because what did he say? He said that I come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. But before he could do that, God had to first give him to us. So that's number one. Christmas sent us a hero. Number two, Christmas satisfied our hearts. Christmas satisfied our hearts. Now if you look at the text the text talks about you know the fact that you know that these people now are full of joy You see joyfulness is the product of a heart that has been satisfied You see you cannot walk in joy you cannot live in joy without a satisfied heart This is why the Bible teaches us that the joy of the Lord is our strength because it is in that joy that we're able to live, move, and have our being and we're able to live life in such a way that regardless of what goes on around us because Christ lives in us and because our hearts have been satisfied by his presence, we are able to be as the old folks and say, come what may. No matter what, because I have a satisfied heart, I'm able to walk in joy. You see, the acronym, I'm a man of many acronyms. And one of my favorite acronyms is joy, Jesus over you. Jesus overtakes you. (laughs) Jesus overcomes you. Jesus outpowers you. You see, joy gives, it speaks to God's ability, it speaks to Jesus' ability to allow us to live beyond our circumstances and not in our circumstances. And so the, one of the great Gifts of Christmas is a satisfied heart, and with a satisfied heart, it does not matter what I may see. It does not matter how bleak the outcome may look. It does not matter how dark the road ahead of me may seem. Because my heart is full of joy, because my heart is satisfied on him, I can say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me because I have a satisfied heart. So Christmas, it sent us a hero, it satisfied our hearts, and now it spoke to our heads. <laughs> yeah. You see, Christmas spoke to our heads because see, what, the, what Christmas does, see, when, when, when you know you have a hero, and when that hero has satisfied your heart, And now that hero's words can, oh my God, y'all, 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 y'all missing it. That hero's words now can speak to you and can allow you to live a life that is pleasing unto his sight. Going back to Spider-Man, Spider-Man says one thing he says, with, with gift comes awesome responsibility. I know I just messed that up, (laughs) but y'all know what I'm saying. So, in this word, the, in, in Isaiah 9, what happened is, these people are being spoken to, and they're being told that they're about to overcome, they're about to win the battle. And, you see, if you are in a battle, and in the midst of that battle, you're being told you're going to win, you see, because that's what this prophecy is all about. The prophecy of Isaiah is all about telling them look, the Assyrians are coming, they are coming, they're on their way, but guess what? You are going to win the battle. And so I'm here to tell you, my brothers and my sisters, whatever battle you find yourself in right now. The word of God is speaking to your mind. He's speaking into your head. He wants to speak a word into your head. You see, he satisfied your heart first because your heart leaves your head. And now that your heart has been satisfied, listen to his word because the Bible is telling you right now, God is telling his people right now, you are going to win. And so in the word, it speaks of the fact that the, that, the, that the garments of battle is going to be put into a fire and it's going, it's going to be full to the fire. And so what I want you to do right now is your sorrow, those garments of sorrow, those garments of shame, those garments of hurt, those garments of despair, those garments of disappointment. I want you to right now build an altar to God and put those, put those on the altar and burn them with the conviction of the Holy Spirit, knowing that you're gonna win. So, Christmas sent us a hero, satisfied our hearts, spoke to our heads, and it secured our hope. Christmas secured our hope. You see, before his arrival, all that the children of Israel had was the promise <laughs> of his arrival. You see, the prophets you know, spoke of his arrival for, for generations and generations, for centuries upon centuries, even, even unto millennia. The, 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 the prophets spoke of his arrival. But see, and that arrival, the promise of that arrival is what started, is what created the hope that the children of Israel had that they would be delivered out of the bondage that they found themselves in. But oh now that he's come. (laughs) Oh now that the time had been accomplished. Oh, that the time had been accomplished for Mary to go into that manger. Oh, that the time had been accomplished that it was time for him to be, to be born and to come into the world. Now that that time has come, that hope that they had been filling for generation upon generation, that hope that had been passed down from their grandparents, their great-grandparents, their parents, their mamas, their daddies, their aunties, their uncles, their older cousins, that hope that had been passed down, now that hope has been secured. You see, because now we don't have to hope for what will be. We can hope for what has happened. You see, you see, that's why we say it like this: my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' love and his, his righteousness. You see, my hope is not based off of a prophet's words anymore. Now my hope is based on the fact that he came and that he lived and that he died for my sins. Christmas is secured, I hope. So now when we go through, we don't have to worry as those who don't have hope. This is why when we bury our loved ones, we don't grieve as those who have no hope. Because our hope is built on the very promises of God. And all his promises are yea and amen. Christmas is secured, I hope. You see, we lost a great man. Desmond Tutu, and Desmond Tutu, he he described hope like this. He said, hope has been able to see there is light in the midst of darkness. And because we have a savior, because we have a hero, because our hearts have been satisfied, and because he spoke to our heads, we have a secured hope. And so no matter how dark it is, no matter how dark, it may seem no matter how cold the night may get I still have hope and my hope is the light of the world oh my hope is the light of the world he provides a lighter to my feet and a lamp unto my pathway our hope is secured so Christmas is sent us a hero it's satisfied our hearts. It spoke to our heads. Christmas secured our hopes. Oh, I thank God for this last point. Christmas saved us holistically. It saved us holistically. You see, the reason why he's called Counselor, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, it, it speaks to the holistic nature of the salvation that his arrival gave us. You see? Him being the father speaks to his provisionary ability to be able to provide for us and and make a way out of no way. You see, the fact that he's a counselor, it speaks to his ability to be able to speak to us, to speak to our mind, and give us wise counsel, and tell us what we need to do, and tell us where we ought to go. The fact that he is the Prince of Peace, oh, he's the Prince of Peace that surpasses all understanding, it speaks to the fact that he is able to provide us peace within situations that we just will not otherwise understand. You see, it saved us holistically. Christmas gave us a gift of holistic salvation. He saved us mind, body, and soul. Every last part of us has been saved. You see, we are not just saved to go to heaven, but we are saved to live a little bit of heaven right here on earth. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad today that I have a hero. (laughs) I said, oh, I'm glad today that my heart is satisfied. I'm glad today that he has spoke to my head. Oh, I'm glad today that I have a secure hope. And oh, but I thank God for one more thing. The thing that I'm most thankful for is that I have a holistic salvation. I've been saved, and he who the Son has set free is free indeed. the gifts that was under the tree. I thank God that people thought enough of me to want to give me something for Christmas. I thank God that I crossed the mind of people who cared about me and who loved me and who found me valuable enough to spend some time to want to pick out a gift from me. But oh, what I'm most grateful for. Oh, when I really think about what I got for Christmas. Oh, when I really want to take an inventory and then think about what God gave me on yesterday. When I want to think about the gifts of the day, what I most thankful for is the gift of Christ. So y'all, as you go throughout the rest of this day, throughout the week, the coming months, the coming years, for the rest of your lives. From now on, when you think about Christmas, take an accurate inventory about what it was you really received. You received a hero. You received a satisfied heart. You received spoken word to your head. You had your hope secured. And you were able to obtain a, a salvation that is so holistic that it takes over your entire life. People ask me, you know, y'all, y- you know those of y'all who are in here, y'all know my story. Y'all know what I endured. Y'all know how for years I battled my body. And people have asked me, they say, Luther, how you do it? And I had to tell them I didn't. It was Jesus. And all it took for me, this is all it took, all it took for me was to remember that He's here. And he's here because of Christmas. He's here because of Christmas. Christmas is why he's here. Because he's here, I can face tomorrow is here. All fear is gone because I know. You see, I won't complain because I've had some good days and I've had some bad days. But you know, when when I look things over, in other words, when I take an accurate inventory, I understand in my good days they outweigh my bad days so I won't complain you see I have a blessed assurance Jesus is mine oh what a poor taste (laughs) of glory divine you see our salvation it takes over our lives and we're able to live a reality that is not based on the temporal world, but based on an eternal father who has granted to us an eternal salvation. It's the word of the Lord. I wanna open up the doors of the church at this time Maybe God spoke to you today and you recognize you need a church home. You can come by Canada for Baptism or Christian Experience. If you're in the sanctuary and you you understand the need for salvation and the need to align yourself with a local church, you can just raise your hand. If you are on Facebook Live or YouTube, you can call us. You can email us of your decision. We have taken on many members throughout this pandemic because the pandemic has not stopped God's work. The Bible says that Whosoever will, let them come. Amen. We praise God for you. We praise God for Christmas. <laughs> because we praise God for Jesus. Amen.